Welcome to NBA Storytime. I'm Jamel Johnson, and I'm about to throw on some vintage jams. I just hit the Goodwill, got a bunch of CDs, and we're taking it all the way back to the early 1990s golden age of rap. No, man, I'm not talking about goddamn crisscross. We're talking Gary Payton and Cedric Sabalos, man. Bump it. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hip hop and basketball have been intertwined since rap music was born. I got a color TV so I can see the Knicks play basketball. But when did basketball become involved with music? Because I'm thinking whenever basketball was invented, the world was mostly silent as fuck. The beginning of basketball and music for me is that Harlem Globetrotters whistle. Brother Bones was the absolute hardest thing you could listen to in the 1920s, bro. Fire! Yes, that was that cat, all right. So we were headed on the right track, but then Tony Lavelli ruined whatever trajectory we were on with his accordion in the 1950s. He set us back about 30 years. Then the Sugar Hill Gang drops. Hip hop is born. And Curtis Blow is like, whoa, you mentioned the Knicks? How about all of it? Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. Just like I'm the king on the microphone. So it's Dr. J and Moses Malone. Things blow up from that point. Pretty soon, name dropping NBA players became common in the genre. It was only a matter of time before the basketballs themselves began to rap. Wait, where's the clip? Y'all don't have a clip for that? Y'all didn't get the basketballs rapping? Damn. But then, in the 80s, team raps happened. This could have ended it all from the jump. After the success of the Super Bowl shuffle, everybody is a rap lead now. Every football team made one. Baseball teams are doing disco tracks. Even the Lakers put out an anti-drug rap track called Just Say No in 1987. All these songs follow a similar formula where everybody introduces themselves and says one thing about how they play the sport. I'm Kareem, the captain of the team. I don't need drugs, I got a higher thing. My sky hook makes the team look good, but there's a hook we gotta shake from the neighborhood. And if you're wondering why there were more basketball team tracks in the 80s, it's because the Celtics were dominant and Red Auerbach didn't believe in hip-hop. He said, uh, no raps, please. 
So at this point, everybody is approaching music with a team anthem mentality. Until Carl Lewis, the patron saint of the game. Though I was young at the time, I knew then in my mind, I'd someday be a champion. His solo project feels like the beginning. A singular athlete singing about whatever he wanted, not just sports. He's all like, I'm a track star, I don't have a team. Not to mention around this time, Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson are fucking touring with the Jackson 5, and basketball stars are starting to show up in Michael Jackson videos. NBA players making their own songs is just a matter of time. And then it happens. In 1993, Shaquille O'Neal released his own hip-hop album called Shaq Diesel that went platinum and got a verse from Biggie, even though he didn't put it on the CD because he thought he would lose his Sprite deal. Music plays. I dribble around like basketball. People call me 18. Well, we liked it at the time. And the very next year, basketball and hip-hop would take it one step further and finally tell their deepest, darkest secret. After Shaq opened the door, producers like DJ Clark Kent and Warren G kicked it in with a rocket and created B-Ball's best-kept secret. Immortal Records had the initial idea. Pair NBA stars with actual hip-hop producers to record rap songs. They got a $300,000 budget, offered players up to 25 grand to book a studio, hire their choice of collaborators and complete a song. And at the end of the day, it's 16 tracks, four of which are interludes, and one of the nuttiest mixtapes known to mankind. It's crazy that we have all these players on one album. It's crazy that it's East meets West before everybody starts getting shot. Dana Barros mentions that he has a gun. We're fully off the freaking rails. Here's a list of the other names on this project. Malik Seeley, Shaquille O'Neal, Cedric Sabalos, Brian Shaw, Chris Mills, J.R. Ryder, Dennis Scott, Gary Payton, and last, and also probably least, Jason fucking Kidd. But let's get to the real question. What did it sound like? Did it slap? Well, Malik Seeley's song makes me cry. With that in mind, I give thanks to my pops and my mom for extending their loving arms. Cedric Sabalo sounds just like Warren G. 23, the numbers on the tip of your tongue. I got ends and you can't have them. So Brian Shaw steals the show. Lessons, manipulate the white ball in order to win. Take care of your own and save the eight ball for the end. Technically, Dana Barros is the best rapper, I'd say, for the time. And Gary Payton is swagging. But Brian Shaw puts his entire life story into this one rap song. And it is gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, all of the above. He raps about his parents and sister dying in a car crash earlier that year. For me, it's like the oh shit moment of the album. So best kept secret drops and what's the results? Not positive. Seems like nothing. Silence. The album sells a few hundred thousand copies, which was not great in the 90s. Shit, it was outsold by Bush's 16 Stone, Lives Throwing Copper, 
The Cranberries, no need to argue. Basically, every artist off that Buzz Ballads infomercial. It's Buzz Ballads, the biggest alternative rock power ballads of all time on two incredible CDs. It didn't uncover any hidden rap gods or launch any careers either. Besides Shaq, none of these guys ever pick up a mic again. They all remembered, oh yeah, I play basketball. And then their music careers were over. I'm not even sure DJ Clark Kent produces anymore. I think he's making shoes now. If you want to find a copy of Basketball Best Kept Secrets, you can scavenge the bargain bins at your local Goodwill or just fire up the old appy and buy a used copy on Amazon for the low, low price of one cent, shipping included. Nowadays, it's safe to assume every roster has a dude that raps. Dame Lillard, Iman Shumpert, Marvin Bagley. Hell, even LeBron spat a verse during the 2011 lockout. It's become the norm. But think back to the before times and imagine. Can you picture Pistol Pete dropping an album? Yes, it would be fire. Yes, it would have Atlanta going crazy. But it just wasn't possible yet. Or at least we thought it wasn't. The secret may have been too well kept. And who knows? Best Kept Secrets 2 could drop soon and blow everybody's minds again. Thanks for listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer, and a man heavily invested in Rexpecs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Devin Shepard is our associate producer and the only one who makes sure we all get on the bus on time. Thank you, Devin. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers, and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. Got an idea for a story you want us to tell? Leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll put it in front of our Podcast Homeowners Association to see if we're allowed to make it sometime in the future. And I'm not repainting my fence. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time.